Hello there, and welcome to another um, solo episode of Rainbow Tapes. I am your host, Liam Koji, and um, I really only have one reliable friend who would do this with me, um, <clears throat> but that is Michael, Michael Block. Um, but he wants to do his own stuff for Eurovision, and I don't want to step on his toes, so here I am. Um... Also, like, I'm sure by this point he'll have uploaded something about Eurovision. You guys should go watch that or listen to it. Um, and um, also stay tuned because we're going to DragCon together and that should be an experience. Um, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, but no, so I wanted to, like, go through and talk about, like, the entries, um, starting with the first semifinal. Um... So I'm just going to go through and talk about, like, each of the entries and, like, my thoughts. And then at the end, I'm going to go through and tell you, like, my favorites. This is... These are not, like, predictions. Um, because, like... I don't know. My taste in music is broad enough that, like... A lot of the songs that I like tend to have, like, a large enough audience to do well. Um, so, like, a lot of my preferences tend to line up with the voting results. But... You know, there could be the odd one, like, I really am not, there are a few that I'm, like, really not a fan of that I can see, like, doing really well with audiences, so, you know, we'll see. Um, but, you know, my opinion, because my podcast. Ha! Anyway, so, um, let's just, like, start off with, um, I'm going to go in order of, I'm going to go in their performance order. So, we're going to start off with Norway. Um... I really, really like this song. Um, not gonna lie, on the first listen, I was kind of like, this is generic, very forgettable. But then I didn't forget it. Um, upon re-listening, um, it was one of the songs that I remembered. And honestly, like, last week or the week before, um... Or a couple weeks ago at this point at the time of publishing this. Um they released she released a remix of it, um with uh I wanna say the Tweakas the <laughs> Tweakas and um Tungavag. Who knows? I don't. Which like also I am not gonna lie, like, the pronunciation outside of, like, English, French, Italian, and Spanish is not gonna be great here. Um, and, uh, so, oh, also the entry is King, is Queen of Kings by, um, Alessandra. I'm really into it. I like the fantasy vibes. Um, there's a lot of that this year, and it all just reminds me of Cypress's entry from 2012. This, uh, this feels like la la love but like if it was recorded in 2009 um but i'm actually like you know i was like indifferent towards the original track as i am i really 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 like that remix and i think that the song that this might actually do really well at the competition because of the remix because i think it's actually doing pretty well on tiktok which is like great for her you know great to win but i mean if you can establish a brand off off like outside of the competition for yourself i mean that's the real prize there look at abba <laughs> all right 
And then next up, we have Malta. Um, okay, so this one's difficult for me. <laughs> um, okay, it's Dance Our Own Party by The Busker. Okay, when this, like, when this video started, I was like, okay, um, trumpets, fine, um, and he's cute, and I'm like, okay, I hope, please, I, like, fingers crossed, please turn out well, please turn out well, please turn out well, and, um, it didn't. I, it's not a bad song, it just, it very much lives in a different time period, and I'm not super into it, and I mean, even the video very, very, very much lives in a different time period. Like, it feels aggressively 2014. Like, if the Knox had produced Talk Dirty by Jason Drulo, because you got that, like, sort of, that sort of drippy dub that really characterized the Knox work around that time, mixed with the horns, it just feels very, very that. Um, and I'm not going to waste much time on it, because I don't love it. Next up, we have Serbia with, um, oh, uh, Samo Mi Se Spava by Luke Black. Um, yikes, I told you, some of this, this is going to be a bit rough. Um, it's sort of a fantasy vibe. So this is like a queer artist and I really, really, really want him to do well. And I really, really want to get behind him. But at the same time, like mama, this is not good. I want, I wanted to say garbage or trash or whatever to be like sassy. It's not that, but like, I just, I, I just, I can't, it's not good. Um, it's very fantasy driven again and but it's not as well executed as queen of kings and like honestly it's just kind of a boring song it felt very generic and cliche it was trying too hard to pull at heartstrings it just it didn't land well with me at all and now like this could do really well i don't know but like because i am also like the definition of jaded angelino so who who knows but Honestly, it's like not, it's not my favorite. Um, next up, we have Latvia with Aya by um, Sudden Lights. Okay, so this is another one where like a lot of this entry lives in like a different time. Like this video, I immediately was like, this is like 2017. We're at a Kanye, uh, we're at a, what was Yeezy? We're at a Yeezy show. In like 2016, 2017. Um, and but the song like really like impacted me. It's sort of a slow burner, like an alty slow burn song. Um, which like I'm into. And also, so here we're getting into the point where I should probably inform you that like Eastern European entries tend to be my favorite. Like Sorry, I'm also drinking a smoothie. I'm really just putting this in where I can. Um, <laughs> but, um, so yeah, Eastern European entries tend to be my favorite. There's sort of an alternative edge to them because they do come from, you know, when we think of 
Eastern Europeans, especially from an American perspective, it's just sort of like white and we all share the same culture, blah, 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 sometimes different food. Um, but when you get down into it, there are like some like very different musical traditions. And then, you know, coming out of like it, the former Soviet bloc countries, like the development of art and expression in those countries is very unique and it draws on traditional elements while still sort of embracing an eastern interpretation of contemporary pop or popular music um and this is like this is not that i don't know why i went into that spiel but it will come up later um but this does have that sort of like alternative edge to it that I do sort of see a lot in Eastern other Eastern European entries, but it's not like super it's just alty. Um but I'm also re really not like a lyric person. I think it's because I don't really think in words, I think in concepts. And so I generally get the vibe of a song through like the performance and the emotions in the vocal and the um and you know Stuff like that. But I started to pick up on some of the lyrics here. And honestly, like, they really sort of struck me. Um, So apparently they wanted it to be, like, sort of a lullaby. Like, help people sleep better. I can understand where they were going. Um, I will say that... Um, it was too dark to see. Don't cry. I'll try to say the right words at the right times. Sing you lullabies. Please don't wake up. I don't know if that's helping me sleep at night. <laughs> like, I know it's meant to be like a comforting thing during a time of distress. Because honestly, that continent, everyone's looking at what's happening in Ukraine and it's not great. And honestly, like you see that going on in the, um, a lot of the entries, if we're going to be perfectly honest, um, you know, it, it accomplishes, I guess, what they intended it to, but honestly it feels like really dark, but I really like it. It's the lyrics are super impactful, even for somebody who doesn't really pick up on the lyrics a lot of the time. Um, next up we have, Portugal with um, Mimi Cat's I Corsal. Um, sure. <laughs> Look, it's not great. Um, initially, I was like, the visual is giving like a poor man's nude by G Idol. Um, not gonna lie but uh you know i started to sort of get into it towards the bridge um i really do feel like by the end of this week i'm going to end up listening to it ironically and then by next week it will be unironic but like it was so vague i feel i don't know i might just like not know portuguese music gold tradition super well which i don't i'm not gonna pretend that i do but it just felt like very generic and like it, like 
If you played me that song and didn't tell me where it was from, I don't think I would be able to identify anything culturally significant enough to tie it to Portugal. But it's fun. I think it'll do well. Um, but it's just, it's definitely, like, not my favorite. Um, not even close. Um, anyway, next up we have Ireland. Um, so, okay. So I'm going to talk about the song first. Um, it is, like, a cute message that goes over well at, um, at Eurovision. So the song is called We Are One, and it's by Wild Youth. And it's a good song. It feels very, like, mid-2000s pop rock with, like... I mean, like, I could see, like, U2 or Coldplay doing it around that time. Um, Like, early mid-2000s. Not, like, early 2000s, but, like, not quite 2005, 2006, if that makes any sense. Um... And I mean, like, it's good. It's probably their best, Ireland's best chance of success since, um, ooh, a shock to see, uh, is it Ryan? I don't know. The one that was on Britain's Got Talent and something in Ireland. Um, anyway, but I do think that they're sort of put in an awkward position. So their creative director, um, it came out at the time of recording. This was yesterday, but it was um, Wednesday, April 26th, that their creative director had tweeted some offensive things, including something transphobic that had to do with JK Rowling. And now they're framing it as like a trans thing and them now like hating women because they support trans people's existence. Um, I don't know, but it was apparently broader. There was a lot of like xenophobic and racist rhetoric there as well that, uh, that the media is sort of like glossing over to sort of bump up their ratings by associating it with one of the biggest controversies of the moment. Um, but, uh, I hope that like doesn't hurt them going into the contest. Although the chances of Ireland making it into the final are, sw- are slim to none. The geopolitical stuff and just sort of, I don't know. I feel like people have just sort of started disregarding Ireland in the competition, even though a lot of the entries recently have been quite good. 22 was fantastic. Um, Conlin's entry in like 2013, I want to say it was, was quite good as well. Um, but they just, I, the last time anybody made, one of their, one of them went to the final was, um, I am looking it up. It is bothering me that I cannot remember this person. Um, Ryan O'Shaughnessy by, um, with, uh, Together in 2018. And before that, like, the prior four hadn't, uh, hadn't made it to the, uh, to the final. And, um, the last time that they had made it to the final before that, was um they came in last in the final so that's fun um so i don't necessarily predict a whole lot of success there but i do actually like the song it's a worthy song um and i can't wait to see it performed on that stage because that stage is fucking cool like have you no okay 
quick aside, like they finally released like the images, which again, this will probably go up like a week from now. Um, but they just, when I am, um, they just released some, the first images. Um, they had that awkward like button push moment with uh, Charles and Camilla. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that the UK gets to host this for somebody else because they're never going to get to host it again for themselves. <laughs> oh my god, it's an unfortunate position to be in that we can't host it in Kyiv after they won la after Ukraine won last year, um, which is like honestly a well deserved win. I don't know. I feel like they should have won for Shum as well, um, but anyway. Back to the issue at hand. Um, yeah, it it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll do fine. It'll it'll be like a middling. It'll be like it'll be like right outside of like the top ten. Um, and next up we have Croatia's entry, which is Mama SC something with accents by uh, Let Three. Okay, um, <clears throat> I, initial reaction was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, I, I'm seeing a gay Lenin, I guess? I don't know. Um, and then I like looked into it. I saw what it, I saw what was going on and I'm really into it. It's sort of a, um, sort of like a metaphor, it's like an anti-war metaphor for like the Russian Federation. Um... And it's sort of framing dictators, both past and present, as being uh, crybabies, which I'm happy about because, I mean, that is how I would describe Putin, if we're going to be perfectly honest. Um, I mentioned that the war was quite omnipresent in these entries. Um, this is probably the most overt entry. Um, I, I'm into it. I like it. It's, it feels like a bit of a novelty, if we're going to be honest. But, you know, sometimes we love a novelty. Sometimes a novelty is exactly what we need. Um, and like, spoiler alert, I do have it in my top 10. And I do actually think that this will be a top 10. This will be, this will make its way into the final. But, um, yeah, no, it was quite good. I'm very much into it. Um... And then next up, we have Switzerland's entry. Um, it is Water Gun by Remo, Remo Ferrer. I don't know. I'm butchering these names. I'm, I, I apologize. Um, I don't like it. It, this is another okay so this is like another one that's like very overtly anti-war and it's like using toy soldiers and water guns as a um as a metaphor for like as to like be like oh this is how we played when we were children this is how we were raised to play but now that i'm an adult and shit is real i don't want to play this game anymore which is kind of funny because that almost feels like switzerland itself because i mean like they used to be like they used to supply the most skilled mercenaries and they were like, nope, you know what? We're neutral. Um, this feels very unneutral though. If we're going to be very, if we're going to be perfectly honest, um, 
but yeah, it's like very on the nose, very overall. Just like, I don't like it. I don't like when I'm being hit over the head with the theme. A theme should be discernible through, you know, I was saying when I don't super like connect with the lyrics a lot of the time, you know, you should be able to convey themes through just the music, through just the tone, through, you know, all that. You, you should not be... If someone like me that like does not really listen or connect with lyrics is like picking up on how like on the nose your lyrics are, you know there's a problem. Um, it's not great. I don't like it. Um, I'm just gonna move it on. I'm just gonna move right on into Israel. Um, it is maybe my favorite entry. No, okay, no, uh, uh-uh. it is up there. Um, it is one of the ones that I've, like, listened to, like, in real life. Um, it's, like, an upbeat dance track, which is, like, great. She is fucking stunning. Um, I, so one thing that Israel does super well at Eurovision is, um, they are able to incorporate traditional musical styles into contemporary sounds very well. Um, I mean, like, the best example is the last winner, uh, Netta, with Toy, um, which did really well. I, that was inescapable during Pride um, 2018, um, even in L.A., like, somewhere that we don't, like, really pay attention to Eurovision. Um, and, like, I really like the sort of feminist um, themes in this song. And, like, honestly, they do seem... The lyrics seem a bit pointed and could be a bit, uh, could be a bit, um, could be in reference to certain geopolitical situations in the region. Um, the song will not go over well on Twitter, but in the real life, but in the real world, I think that this will actually do quite well. Um, because it's sort of funny, like, when you're on social media, you forget that it's not the real world. Um, and like, particularly with Israel... There's, you know, a lot going on there. There's stuff to discuss, but, like, I see a lot of hate towards, like, Israelis and just sort of, like, the existence of Israel in general and sort of, like, I don't know. It feels wrong. And I actually, like, was recently speaking to an Israeli friend of mine. I was like, do you get, like, a lot of hate? And he just, he deadass just goes, like, no, only online. Which I think, like, underscores my point. I think that the, I don't think that this will go over super well on Twitter, but I think that this will, or on social media generally. But I think that this is going to do pretty well in the competition. I don't see it being, like, a top 10 in the final because I think that there are more contextually appropriate songs. But, I mean, this is... She is serving... In this song and in that video, I am excited to see this on stage. Her dancing is incredible. And just like the way the you can tell, you know, the way people dance, you can tell when somebody is in touch with their body because not everyone is. She is in touch with her body and it is incredible to watch. And I'm interested to see how that translates on stage, Um, which I mean, I could probably find a performance of it somewhere. But I mean, whatever. Why waste it? Why waste the surprise? Um, next up, we have Moldova. Um, okay, so Pasha Parfeni 
is back. I believe he competed in 2012 as well. Um, okay, so... <laughs> um, let's see. Yes. Um, in 2012, um, Pasha I believe the song was called Lautar. I was obsessed with that. Was it an objectively good song? No. Was it highly entertaining? Yes. Also, he's hot. <laughs> he was hot then, he's hot now. I'm I'm excited to see him back. <laughs> um, there are some like similarities to Shum by Goa. Um Ukraine's entry in twenty twenty one, I believe. Yes, twenty twenty one. Um, and it feels he's still keeping the more traditional elements there, which like I'm here for. And also it is, it's a, it's an objectively good song. Um, I don't know if it's going to leave the same impact on me, like thinking about it 10 years later, but, um, it's good. It's unironically good it is something that i would i would personally like seek out to listen to um i haven't added it to my library so i guess i'm full of shit but um you know it it's a good song i'm really into it honestly um and then next up we have my lord and savior loreen okay so, Lorene also competed in 2012, along with Pasha Perfini. Um, but instead of a very specific niche traditional sound, um, she released one of the best pop songs. Of she competed with one of the best pop... Whoa, one of the best pop songs of 2012. Um, that is still one of my favorite songs to this day. Um, and one. And she was probably like the most successful winner off of the outside of the competition in a very long time. Um, she probably came the closest to leveraging her Eurovision win into mainstream success globally um, in a very long time. Probably since ABBA, if we're going to be perfectly honest. Um, she's back here with Tattoo. Um... It is one of my favorite songs of the year already. Um, you know, the way that she sings about love makes it feel like a very radical act and makes it feel very of the moment right now because it can be interpreted both as interper interpersonal love and just like broader love in general. Um, and I'm very, you know, she does it so well honestly like she is very good at um sort of conveying that sort of duality of love and it feels very appropriate in the moment because it is about love and is sort of about like you can really like interpret it as like a broader um you know as like a broader as love in a broader sense um and she accomplishes that without you know without beating you over the head with it. The lyrics are, you know, ostensibly about 
they're specific enough to make sense, but they're broad enough to be interpreted in different ways. And I'm sort of, you know, it could be about her, it could be her singing to a lover, it could be her singing to her fans, it could be her singing about just, like, loving each other. Like, it really is that sort of, like, you know, there's a level of vagueness, but it also, the specificity really sort of works for it. Um, This is my winner, honestly. Like, and honestly, like, if it doesn't win, I will be shocked. It is, and this is, like, a strong, like, field this year, I will say. Um, But I do think that this will be, I think that she will win again. And we love to see it. Uh, <laughs> and next up, we have Azerbaijan with um, Tell Me More by Toral Toran X. Um, okay, immediate thought was This is Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Um, like deadass. Um, but, um, it's good, and it's also, um, I don't know. The song is fine. I guess I'm not, like, living for it. Um, it feels very 2004, especially in the bridge. Um, I listened to these last night. I don't remember it. Honestly, I'm just, like, looking at my notes. And, like, every other song I've been able to, like, remember and, like, you know, be able to comment, whatever... I don't remember this song even a little bit. Um, it's just that generic. I don't know. Um, I feel like Azerbaijan hasn't do- done super well since they won in 2011. I don't know. I'm not into it. It's not for me. Um, I can see it making the final, but like not doing super well once it does. Anyway, moving on. Czechia. So this was actually the first entry that I heard this year. Um, Vesna's um, My Sister's Crown. I really love this song. So this is like one of the Eastern European entries that I'm like, I'm obsessed with. Because it is, um, it's sort of the incorporation of um, more traditional sounds in a more contemporary environment and I want to say this band is actually a folk band, um, but don't quote me on that. I'm going to look it up because I have my phone in front of me. It is 2023 and I love, I, I can do that. It is a folk band, um, which also, quick aside, on YouTube, Eurovision, the Eurovision YouTube, um, they're listed as Czechia, but everywhere else it's like Czech Republic and it's like, have we not, like, they requested us to... They requested for us to, like, refer to them colloquially as Czechia. But it feels like a lot of people are still sort of resting on the Czech Republic, which feels, like, weird to me. Because we're not... We don't call Russia the Russian Federation. We don't call France the French Republic. Like, you know, the Republic of the United States of America. Like, you know, we don't refer to other countries that way. Like... I feel like it's almost disrespectful to continue to refer to Czechia as Czechoslovak as the Czech Republic um, in these situations because it's not like official 
This is an official government work. This is like a cultural song competition. Um, but beyond that, um, I really, really like the song. Um, it's very, very, very feminist. Um, at the end there, or I think throughout the song, they chant, um, in, in Czech, um, my beautiful sister, you are so strong, brave, and the only one, the crown is yours. And I really just sort of like that message. I really, you know, I am, you know, anyone who knows me in my personal life knows that I am a feminist. Um, it's not something that I super speak out about on social media or anything because it's not my place. If a woman has a problem, it's her problem to comment on. And so rather than saying anything myself, I just sort of allow women to speak and sort of try to amplify it to the best of my ability. I mean, I don't have super large followings on social media, so I'm not making any difference. But, um, you know, I, I, I love, especially with, you know, songs on a stage like this where they're going to be you know, Eurovision gets 200 million viewers. Um, I really enjoy when songs with themes like this do really well on that comp on the competition because it is sort of broadcasting these messages, you know, these positive messages across, you know, an entire continent and beyond. Um, anyway, next up we have the Netherlands with um, Burning Daylight by Mia, Nikolai, and Jan Cooper. The lack of emotional impact by this song is astounding. Literally zero feelings from this song. I have rarely encountered a song this, like, blah because like even like when i'm talking about songs being on the nose there is still an emotional impact because i mean they're they they are intentionally sort of like trying to play with your heartstrings and i feel like they are like intentionally trying to play with your heartstrings here but um it really really does not work um Yeah, I don't know. And it might have just been, you know, I was watching these in a row, like all in a row last night. Because um, I tried recording this last night, but it was kind of a mess. Because uh, I got a little stoned. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, well, no, because the next the next entry that we're talking about, you know, made an impact. Okay, I take that back. It's just not a good song. Um, it's boring. I really don't have much else to say about it. Um, so let us move on to, okay, my second favorite. Um, Finland's Entry, uh, Cha 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 by, Jesus Christ, um, Karija, Karya, um, let me see. Um, yep, there's, a uh, nothing that, there's, there's no pronunciation <laughs> available. 
<laughs> I don't know how to say that word. I feel bad. Anyway, um... Okay. I'm obsessed with the song. So, like, Finland either goes, like, unmemorable or, like, unhinged. Because, I mean, like, let's remember last time they won was with Lordy. Which, like, sure. Um, that's still a question mark to me. Um, but I really like the song. Um, the sound is, like, right up my alley. Like, it's sort of that, like, you know, alty, like, rock-infused dance music that I really like. Um, I wrote down disco metal, but I feel like that might not be the right <laughs> description. <laughs> but it is fun. It's like, you know, the music is a bit dark, but the lyrics seem to be a bit lighter, which I always love that sort of, like, separation. Um... Because it seems, it feels like a very aggressive track, and then, like, the lyrics are like, life is shit, but when I'm drinking and on a dance floor, it's, like, perfect. Which is relatable content. <laughs> My happy place is a dance floor. Honestly. Um, sometimes to my detriment, but, you know, not the time or place. Um... But yeah, no, this is like, uh, this is my second favorite en entry. Um, and a lot of my friends that sort of pay attention to this as well, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, I I think it will do well. I still think that Lorraine's um, tattoo is going to win. Honestly, everything about that is like very, very Eurovision coded. Um, <laughs> the simplicity of the performance and you know, Lorraine's entire thing, I think, really sort of appeals to the broadest audience. But, um, and I also don't th know how the song is really going to translate to, um, to the stage. I It can either be, like, the greatest thing ever or, like, the worst on, like, that stage. Which also, also the stage is, like, tiny. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. I don't like it. Um... whatever um so i think at the end of the day let's go through like my rankings okay so um first so in 10th i have um portugal's mimi cat portugal's i cortisol by mimi cat like i said i think it's like fun um it's not my favorite, but there were a few entries that I just sort of, like, disliked. I don't dislike this song. It's fine. It's just not super my cup of tea, and I also can't tell if they're being serious or not, and it's very confusing. Um, and then we have, at number nine, I have Ireland with um, Wild Youths, We Are One. Um, Like I said, it's a fine song. It's, like, fairly generic to me, and meh. But, you know, I like it. Again, like, this is, like, another thing where it's, like, I don't dislike it. And I like it more than Portugal's entry, but, like, that bar is on the ground. You know, like, Portugal's entry is, like, on the border of me not liking it. Um, and then we have Croatia with Mama SC something something. I don't know. Um, Violet 3. 
And um, it's really good. I don't, I don't respond well to like, not. Okay, so I don't want to say like unserious, but I think that that is probably like the best way to describe it because they're not like really a novelty and like they are very serious about their craft and they're very serious about what they're conveying with the, their music and their visuals. Um, and there's something I respect them for it, but like, I, it's not something that I generally respond to super well. And so like the fact that I even like this at all is like sort of a question mark, if we're going to be honest, Michael is listening to this, like throwing his computer across the room. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, it's good. It's a good song. I think it's very appropriate. I think it's very timely, but in a way that, like, really, like, makes sense and isn't, like, trying too hard to, like, pull at your heartstrings. It's not on the nose. It's not, like, overwrought. Like, it's just, you know, a good song with some good commentary wrapped up in a very eccentric package. Um, and I'm into it. I'm, I'm here for it. And then at 7, I have Moldova's uh, Pasha Perfeni with um Soral Luna. I like it. But again, like also he's hot, so I mean he's already starting. He he's got a he's got an unfair advantage going in. Um <laughs> and then next we have Croatia or Czechia. Sorry, I can't read my writing. Um we have Czechia um, with Vesna as my sister's keeper. I mean, we talked, this was, it's so good. Give me a good, you know, A, like Eastern European Eurovi Eurovision entry. And then if you like tie that on with, um, a fe with feminist themes, like you've got me, I'm putty in your hands. Like I'm here for it. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that they, and I do actually think that they will do quite well at Eurovision. Um, and then up next we have Israel with, um, Noah Kudel's, um, Unicorn. I said this in my episode about the Swedish Eurovision winners with Michael, but I love myself like a cunty pop song. And that's exactly what this is. Um... You know, she is, she seems to be quite the performer. I really like the vocals. I like the track. I like the lyrics. I like the sort of like strong feminist themes. Like I, you know, I'm here for it, which again is tying back to Vesna, but I think that this is sort of packaged up in a song that I, you know, I'm listening to, I mean, actually, no, I'm listening to my sister's keeper as well. Um, but, you know, this is more of, like, you know, everyday life sort of vibe for me. And then up next, at number four, we have Latvia's um, Sudden Lights with um, Aya. You know, it's good. It's really good. And I think that this is really, this is another one of the, like, topical entries um, but a topical entry in a way that doesn't necessarily overtly address what's going on or like, you know, be like, war is bad. Um, you know, the unhinged lullaby is incredible. It's so well written. 
everything just sort of everything about it just sort of works um you know i don't think i do wonder how well it's going to do in the competition it will either be you know revered or forgotten about um i hope it's the former um and then next we have norway's alessandra with queen of kings um like i said i felt like the song was generic and forgettable when i first listened to it but it became you know on revisiting it it was one of the only ones that i really remembered if we're going to be honest um so you know it like i think it might actually do well especially you know for me it is in my top three now which is a bit of a you know i didn't think that it would come to that a few weeks ago um and i think it will actually this is like another i think it will do well at eurovision um which like i said like this my ranking is not like a prediction but i will put out there that i do think that this will do well um and then at two we have finland's uh Korea with I don't know with cha-cha-cha um I'm gonna need a pronunciation guide here um you know this is this is and has been my second favorite from the jump like the minute that we had all of the uh that we had all of the um entries announced this was my favorite um or one of my favorites one of my two favorites um it's just so good it's very and then you know seeing the lyrics like it makes sense like it not makes sense it it definitely appeals to me like it's very relatable um and then finally at number one we have Sweden's Lorraine with uh Tattoo yeah this is yeah this is my winner this and and I do think that it is going to win, honestly, and I mean I guess it's a bookie's favorite to win as well, according to Michael. I don't know. I'm gonna. I didn't. I did not verify. I don't know where to verify, nor do I really care, um, honestly, but, you know. At the end of the day, like, these are all. With the exception of the Netherlands and um, Switzerland and uh, Malta. <laughs> These are all, like, good. Like, even the ones that I didn't include in my top ten, you know, are quite good. I just... They're not as good. You know? Like, this is a very strong year for Eurovision. Because a lot of the time, I'm, like, listening to the entries and I'm like, Jesus Christ, absolutely not. Um, But this year, like... You know, I had a hard time sort of, before Sweden chose their winner, chose their entry with Lorraine, um, I couldn't super decide who I thought was going to win, which was, like, wild, because typically there's one that, like, stands out to me, or I have, like, one, like, super favorite, which, I mean, I technically do this year, but, like, you know, even though, like, the others aren't my favorite, they're, like, still good entries, and it's, like, yeah, it's really good, it's really strong, it's gonna be a fun one to watch, I'm excited, um, and I'll be able to watch the semifinals, 
live, but I will not be able to watch the final live. Um, Michael and I will be at DragCon, which will be fun. Um, which, like, also stay tuned for stuff like, from that. Um, you know, this year I do actually know Michael quite well. Last year was actually the first time that we had met in person. So I think, you know, with a bit more of an established relationship, my, I think this year is going to be a fun one. And we're trying to plan out some social content as well. So stay tuned for that. But anyway, thank you for listening to me uh, babble on about <laughs> babble on about Eurovision entries for nearly an hour. But, um, you know, thanks for listening. And um, I'll be back in a couple of days with the um, second semifinal. And um, another couple of days after that for the final. And then, you know, next week is the I'll, I'll be recapping. So stay tuned for that. All right. Well, thank you.